Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hacking HR podcast, the show where we talk about the amazing future of human resources and all things at the intersection of future of work, technology, innovation, organizations, transformation, and people. At Hacking HR, we believe that human resources can become the most important trailblazer, leading people and organizations successfully and effectively into the new reality of work and life. To do that, we must rise to the challenges of our times, shoot for the stars, and achieve our fantastic potential. During this show, we discuss ideas, insights, data, experiences, stories, and anything else that can contribute to helping you become and be a better HR leader and practitioner. Thank you so much for joining us today and enjoy the show. I think there is a lot to learn from this year. And I'm seeing it already coming up in the, in the conversation I have with customers and HR leaders all the time. It's uh, essentially this events that have been happening, COVID and so many other dramatic events that have been happening uh, between elections to earthquakes to uh, fires so all over the West Coast um, have actually brought to our attention the criticality of emergency management. Chiara is centered on HR functional processes and how they translate into technology and digital transformation. Her expertise includes systems design, process re-engineering, and global implementations dealing with the complexities of large organizations. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. And once again, one of the most exciting things about all these conversations that I have been having in the podcast is the idea that and the fact actually that we bring together a community from all over the world leaders from all over the world who have a fascinating vision about all things future of work hr technology innovation and i am really really thrilled to have chiara with me today from italy how are you chiara I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here and to talk to and to address all these problems so widely. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm really, really happy to see you and, uh, you know, very thankful that, that you're joining us. And I know your, your area of, of uh, not only work, but of passion is HR transformation, HR technology. And I want to begin by asking you, we are, we are recording this podcast in November of 2020, and we're releasing it at the beginning of 2021. So this year, we are hoping to sort of flip the switch or start over again with a, hopefully with a better outlook of how the year could be looking like for everybody. But out of all the things that we have learned in 2020, especially through the pandemic, what do you think are going to be the main transformations that we are going to see in HR going forward? I think there is a lot to learn from this year. And I'm seeing it already coming up in the, in the conversation I have with customers and HR leaders all the time. It's uh, essentially this 
events that have been happening, COVID and so many other dramatic events that have been happening between elections to earthquakes to uh, fires all over the West Coast um, have actually brought to our attention the criticality of emergency management. And emergency management proceeds through a, a good understanding of who is where, about what it takes to build business continuity, and about remote access to HR management. And I would say that these are three critical points, and I wrote about it, I'm going to write about it, I'm going to talk about it everywhere I can, because I believe it's um, these are critical pieces of, uh, uh, of our going forward HR strategy, and they should be, they Absolutely. should very well be. Absolutely. I want to ask you, you know, we, we're going through this pandemic right now. This is not the first time that the world is in crisis, but at least in the past 100 years, it's the first time that we are experiencing something like this. And before the pandemic here in the United States, around 2% of all the workers were working from home. After the pandemic, it is about 40, 50% of all the workforce and about 80, 90% of the knowledge uh, workers. So they are working from home. But to me, when I remember what happened at the beginning of March of this year, when we went into lockdown in America, I, I think about the fact that we were so unprepared for just for remote work. And I'm talking just about that one thing. And the reason why I bring it up is because you are talking about emergency management. And that includes some sort of foresight of possibilities, potential crisis that may happen down the road and how we can get ready for that. So what, what in what areas of HR do you think we need to put some energy into learning, increasing our capabilities, our strength, our skills, for us to be able to do proper emergency management, but also our foresight for the potential things that may happen down the road? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think on one side, and I think there are multiple ways to look at this. On one side, every industries will have different priorities. Mm -hmm. There are industries, just as with COVID, some industries were better prepared than others, not because they had more foresight, because they were smarter or anything else, simply because their business was inherently better prepared. I work with HR technologies. We were lucky because much of our business was anyway dealing with technology. We already had the VPNs, we already had our computers, we were already working with tools that could be moved into a home office pretty seamlessly, pretty seamlessly. Nothing is ever seamless in those kinds of situations, but fairly seamlessly. On the other hand, when we look at what could be the priorities, we can think of so many different pieces based on the type of work that an industry is doing. Think of healthcare. There is no way to move nurses remotely. There are industries that are very strongly based on presence on site. Others for which it's easier to shift to a 50-50. Mm -hmm. Even in uh, areas like healthcare, you could consider policies that give to office workers 
a remote approach while keeping the critical people on site. And even there, there are a lot, there is a lot of give and take. Now, about what are the pieces of HR processes? I'd rather talk about HR processes than purely HR technology. Each of the HR processes will then have some type of technology that can help and support it. But the important part is HR process. Each of the HR processes will respond to specific needs. We've seen a lot of um, learning being the focal point. Why? Because for many companies who suddenly moved onto a home office situation, learning was a good way to upskill people in a hurry to fulfill new needs. Uh, when we talk about uh, now, much of the discussion is often on organizational agility. You take an organization and in a situation of COVID, but of fire can be another situation of many other, you may need to reorganize quickly to identify which roles are critical in a situation and avoid bottlenecks. If you need approvals, but the person who need to provide approvals is not available because uh, it's in a home office and the lines are down, you don't want to block a whole production line. Yeah. So you need to have the agility of organizational uh, structures that allows you to do that. And you need to have identified beforehand what are the important pieces. Absolutely. Other, there are plenty of other things, communication. We all are getting so many emails, so much information. We are in front of a fire hose. How can we communicate most efficiently? And those are all, and who are the communication recipients? Do we need to segment our customers for the communication to make sure everybody need, gets what they need, but only what they need? rather than being flooded with the communication that are not permanent, because we all know that the delete button is right there. Yeah. <laughs> so you see, there are many different conversations that uh, can be had and should be had today in HR strategy sessions. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing that I, I think it's, it's really important, you, you mentioned some examples of things that could happen for which HR needs to be ready. And of course, this makes me think about how important it is for HR people to keep an eye outside of the organization, outside of the, the HR function about what is happening. Yes, I mean, there are cases that are evident, like COVID-19. Nobody can ignore COVID-19 right now. But there are some of the things you talked about, the wildfires, for example, happening in the West Coast and happening in other countries around the world as well. And Companies that may not be headquartered in California, for example, they may not, may not know that these things are happening or how these things could affect their operations. So it becomes critical for HR, like you said before, to keep that foresight, but also to be able to look at the things that are happening, impacting the organization, and then, then, then being able to get ready and be ready for, for that. Now, if you, I, I want to talk a little bit about HR transformation. And in, in, the, in the new year, in 2021, which is when this podcast will be released, by the way, so whoever is listening now, you are in 2021, you're in the future. 
Um, Kiara, what should Happy be, New Year. Happy New Year for you, for everybody. Uh, Kiara, what should be the HR transformation agenda for this year? What should HR leaders be looking into as their priorities for this year? And I don't want to oversimplify by saying that one size fits all, but what are the main pieces of the agenda of HR transformation? I think it's a matter, the agenda of HR transformation must be aligned. What is the agenda of the business? Hmm. So a business will have an Sometimes it's surprising because sometimes when I talk to a, an HR leader and I ask them, what are the priorities for your business? They tell me, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm. Uh, you know, we are HR. And I'm going to say, how can you do HR strategy if you do not know? If you, and I, I, I do get it in, in some, in many organizations, it's difficult to get the seat at the table. We're still talking about the seat at the table. But in the end, the only way to support the business is to know what are the challenges. And the reason I'm going to that is because what works for an organization may not work for another one. Look at the challenges uh, that, uh, because 2021, hopefully, is going to be a year of growth, of regrowth, of business, or re of building on the business continuity that we're preparing for now and growing from there. And I believe it will be. If I think about uh, the end of the uh, Spanish flu last century and what the 20s were, it was the, the 20s were, were a 10 year of growth, of investment, of fun, of everything. Everybody was so tired of being cooped up and everything went on. And I think we're, we might be seeing something similar. We'll see the 20s of the 2020s. <laughs> But uh, to do that, we actually need to be prepared. Mm -hmm. So today, businesses are preparing for business continuity. And tomorrow, they prepare for growth. They're, they will enact growth. For that, each business will have priorities. Personally, I believe in two things. Is I, be, I believe in organizational agility to adapt to business um, models that are shifting as we speak. Think of working from home, but many others are also shifting. And the other one is skills. I do believe very strongly that we cannot talk about talent. We cannot talk about talent management unless we have identified what are the skills that we need, the skills we have and the skills we need. And skills have been a poor child of HR for many years. Nobody ever wanted to categorize. And I think of skills and skills and competencies because both are important and both are critical. A healthy catalog of skills and competencies that is tied to the job description so you can hire the right people, that is tied to the position so you know what are the tasks and you can potentially divide to, uh, to, uh, between an external workforce and an internal workforce in the same way. Because if you know what tasks need to be accomplished, in the end, it doesn't matter anymore if it is an internal employee or an external contractor. And then it's tied to learning. So you can upskill your people and prepare them for what is succession management. So you see, if you start from the skill identification, you can essentially build up the whole talent suite from there. The whole talent strategy built up naturally from there. Absolutely. Qu quite an agenda that we have next year. And I, oh, want yeah. to, and I want to combine that, switching gears a little bit, but not too much. 
how do we combine that agenda of transformation aligned with, of course, business priorities? How do we combine that with the role of technology at work generally and specifically in the case of HR? I don't know if technology is a natural support for all these, uh, for, for that, for those agendas. When we talk about organizational management and organizational agility, you talk about two different things. You talk essentially about being able to reorganize on the go. Reorganizing on the go is not putting uh, tacks on the wall, hanging post-its and hope for the best and then taking a picture. Reorganizing on the go means to have a representation of the structure that can be flexibly adapted and also that can be consulted by everybody in the organization to know who is moving where, what has happened, where is that group, how are the reporting lines, what has changed, who do I reach out to? And this is supported by technology. Uh, another part of uh, agility is being able to reschedule people. Something has happened. A business line is being discontinued. Uh, people are absent. There are, people are sick. Uh, people are in, in any kind of situation. You need to reschedule factory lines. Well, rescheduling has been a very complex task for eons. And how many HR people have spent time doing Excel sheets when they, when, if they were not doing it on uh, paper? And that is something that technology today can help and can support. So all these items, skills in the same way, a skill catalog is maddening if you have to compile it by hand. But once you actually start looking for the right technology to support all that, and a technology that will not only be HR, but will be used by everybody, then it becomes in the hand of every employee to actually keep things up, updated, to take the learnings on the go. You're in a, in a, you may be in a train, your train ride may be delayed, but you may be able to actually do something of your time mm -hmm. and keep, take those courses, take those compliance, do what it takes. So you are efficient, even if you're delayed. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the idea of having technology that not, not only works for HR, but also works for the people that we are supposed to serve in HR, our you know, internal customers, the employees. Now, Kiara, let me ask you, you, you defined a little bit about the priorities for HR next year, somewhat the, uh, a, a plan for HR transformation and maybe the role of technology. Let me ask you, what do you think maybe two or three main areas of learning for HR skills that they need to learn next year. If you were to tell them, learn these three things in 2021, and at the end of the year, you would have been you know, successful in your learning journey. What would those three things be? I would go with, uh, with many of the things I have mentioned. I would say, learn what your business strategy is. Talk to your C-suite, talk to your peers and understand what your business strategy and business continuity plan are, because those will drive into your own HR strategy. Second, uh, understand what technology can bring to you. 
technology can be a factor of transformation is not going to do the transformation for you. Hmm. You need to look at what processes you want and adapt the technology to serve them. You will, it's always a game of give or take. Those of us who have children are very proficient at the game of give and take. Technology and processes are similar. You take a bit, you give a bit, and you come not to a compromise, but to a common understanding of what makes sense. And third, learn what means change management. Don't think that because you have said something, people have understood it. Make sure you have a plan of change management because as you go into business continuity, as you go to into, into HR strategy, you'll change things. But to change and to have the support of everybody, you'll need to have a change management strategy. Absolutely. And I think these are very, very powerful skills. And, and I want to make sure that, that everybody gets them. You, you mentioned before, understanding the business strategy and continuity strategy. You also mentioned about the understanding of technology and how technology can enable, of course, the work that we do in HR and learning about change management. And if you think about these three things that you just mentioned, I'm going to leave aside for a second the, the, uh, the technology piece, which I think is it's powerful. I'm going to leave it aside for a second. The other two are things that they don't require a level of technical expertise that is so deep that can't be done by HR. For example, learning about business strategy, you shared an experience of talking to people in HR that they don't even know what the business strategy is. I have encountered the same challenge, you know, talking to business HR leaders, asking them, what is the priority of your organization? And they don't have the answer to the question. And this requires just us being able to talk to our peers in the organization, get a hand, uh, a hold on the, uh, on, the, on the metrics of success, on the data. And it's just so powerful. And of course, learning change management, especially because I don't think, and I don't think anybody thinks that the pace of change will ever slow down for, from what it is today. So, so let me ask you this, this question to, uh, to start wrapping up our conversation. What do, you, what do you think, I mean, these are things that are intuitive, if you will, for HR to, to, to embrace. What do you think can get on the way for us to do that? What, what do you think could be the obstacles for us to be able to bring these three skills to reality? Each of the each of the of, of these skills have its own blockers. Yeah. Uh, if I think of change management, the classical blocker is uh, thinking it's not needed. Mm. Everybody gives lip service to it. Everybody say yeah 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 no problem, but everybody think it's just a matter of giving a communication. Yes, it is, but it's not just that. It's just making sure that you identify how and to whom, so you don't flood people with things that don't care. But also it is about making sure that our top management is actually uh, going through the motions themselves. They need to be the example. Yeah. Uh, Think of, uh, no, I will not go there. (laughs) (laughs) Politics is off off the charts. Online, offline, we can talk about all the politics we want. (laughs) Absolutely. But uh, if you want, uh, mask wearing, 
uh, we yeah. people have been wearing masks when they understand the need of it. But to understand the need of wearing a mask uh, has something that most of the time we actually had to have the example of our leaders. Yes. We've seen it in Italy. We've seen it uh, in the US. We've seen it in France. We've seen it in the UK. We've seen it worldwide. And uh, this is true in change management. At the end, wearing masks is a case of change management. Yeah. Yeah, abs absolutely. So the, I think the blockers in... The blockers in all these things is often making sure that our leaders are the first believing in what is being put in action. Absolutely. Um, Chiara, let me ask you this last question. Uh, I know I asked you about three skills and the priorities for HR next year. For, uh, for our HR folks or community, that, that, you know, sometimes it sounds either complicated or, you know, I, I don't have time to do it or whatnot. If there was the, the starting point, the first thing that you tell, that you would tell people in HR is start doing this one little thing for everything else to start changing, for your priorities to be aligned with the business, for you to be more attuned with the way you are utilizing technology and for you to be, for you to be able to be better at change management. What, what should be the one thing they should start thinking or doing? Be curious. Hey, Ask questions, mm. reach out. They're not three things, they're the same. Love it. Be curious. That's uh, one of those, uh, you know, skills, human skills that comes up in all of my conversations. And um, it, is, uh, it is so powerful. So Chiara, thank you so much for spending this time with me and for sharing your ideas about HR transformation and, and business. So thank you so much. It was a delight, Enrique. It was a pleasure talking to you and always a very exciting conversation. Thank you. I'm Thank looking you. forward to bringing forward uh, this conversation and these topics. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking Nature Podcast. See you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.